When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Ah! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. Welcome to the Hang Time Podcast. I'm your host, Seku Smith, coming to you live. Playoffs in the bubble, and there's a team that's on the bubble right now. The Boston Celtics struggling down 0-2 to the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. They had a bit of a meltdown after Game 2 on Thursday night. Gary Washburn of the Boston Globe was there to witness all of it and is joining us today on the Hang Time Podcast. Gary, first and foremost, I know you were one of two people, I think, who actually kind of saw the whole scene unfold. So take me through what, what you've heard and saw go down after that game. So we were, uh, Malika Andrews from ESPN and I were behind the locker room in a hallway and they give they put a barrier up and they let us know when it's okay to... Um, come through with their ready to, you know, kind of start their media, post-game media sessions. So as we're waiting, we just start hearing yelling, like multiple voices. Everybody is writing, oh, it's Marcus Smart going off. It was not only Marcus Smart. It was, right. it was a lot of voices in that room. It was like yelling, stuff being thrown, more yelling for a good, good 15 or 20 minutes. And in that span, Marcus Smart came out the bat, came out because – as you know, say, cool, these are not luxurious arenas. So the bathroom is outside the locker room, and Smart has his no shirt on, his, like, game <laughs> tights on, his shorts are off, and he walks to the bathroom, and he goes, man, y'all on that bullshit. <laughs> so he just walked into the bathroom. So he's not involved in what's going on in the locker room because he's in the bathroom. Right. So – the yelling and the screaming continue. So everybody's, it's Marcus Smart. He was jumped on his teammates. No, 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 no. Let's not get this twisted. It was a bunch of dudes in there yelling. Okay. And it was, I heard Brad Stevens yelling and it was extended. It lasted for a while. Right. So, and it was things thrown. I don't know if it was chairs. I don't know what's in these locker rooms. If it's a uh, weight equipment. If it's a basket, couple of somebody threw a basketball. I don't know what was thrown, but there was stuff thrown against the wall. I mean, I ain't the smartest guy in the world, but I know when some stuff's going on. I didn't been seen enough altercations and stuff and things <laughs> going down to know when somebody is throwing it down or about to maybe needs to be separated. I can't say they were fighting. I don't want to ever put that out there. Right, but there were definitely some like loud altercations in terms of arguments going on with by multiple people 
the Celtics obviously downplayed it. It was just, you know, I don't know what you're talking about, all that. It was too much to be just a typical post-game kind of like, let's hash this out. It was a drag-out argument. Okay, well, let's listen to the reactions that the players had afterwards. And, And Brad Stevens talked about, you know, it, certainly it was an emotional scene in the locker room. Guys were upset. But let's listen to Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, and Kimba Walker describe what they felt went on. Guys, there were reports of yelling in the locker rooms and things being thrown. Marcus obviously exited um, emotional. Can you just kind of speak to that scene or describe what it was like? He plays with passion. He's full of fire. And that's what I love about him most, to be honest. He has that desire and that will, and we need him to, to continue to have that, you know, for who we are. And who Marcus is, I love him for. So we got to get ready to come back, take that same fire, and uh, add it to game three. Uh, was, what happened after the game? Was that necessary? Did y'all need to get that out? I mean, what happened after the game? What happens in the locker room, we got to stay in the locker room. Uh, it's not supposed to come out here and talk about, you know, what we talk about as a team after a win or a loss. Uh, you know, that's why we go in the locker room and talk to each other. But whether we win or we lose. So, I mean, that's that's that. Kendall, with, with things getting kind of emotional after the game, what do you kind of have to do as a leader to make sure this doesn't, things don't go the wrong way? And you it won't. Kind of keep everyone together and bring everyone it together. It won't. And, and, and nothing, and nothing happened in the locker room. I don't know what you're talking about, to be honest. No, we'll be fine. I love Kimber Walker now, don't get me wrong. But this notion, Gary, that nothing happened in that locker room, clearly something happened. Clearly the the Celtics are in a twisted space right now. They they felt like they were the better team. They had leads in both games, one and two, lost them. Where in your estimation have they gone wrong down the stretch in these two games? I think they got just passive. I mean, they've let Miami take the game away from them. Miami's made all the big plays down the stretch. Goran Dragic, a couple of big jumpers. Jimmy Butler, three steals in the last five minutes. Miami's taking it from them. I mean, it's a typical, you know, classic case of two. one team is talented, more talented, but the other wants it more. And, and it's hard for the Celtics to swallow as much as they've thought about hey, we got to come back after last year and we're ready to take the next mantle as being the top of the Eastern Conference to understand and realize that this team wants it more than you do. And the Heat at this point want it more. They made all the plays. You let Jimmy beat you, Jimmy going to beat you every time. All right. You know, Drogic is a guy that nobody talks about, but the dude's averaged 27 in this series. He had some big shots. He had, you know, I mean, a step back, 25-footer, the jump point. He is hitting big shots. They are stepping up to the moment, and the Celtics aren't. The Celtics can't figure out the zone. They don't know how to play with a lead. They're not moving the ball like they should. They let Bam out of bio look like Shaq in the third quarter. I mean, you can't, like, this can't happen if you're trying to win a playoff series, man. Like, this is just unacceptable. It's embarrassing for them. When the team at this level say who runs the same play yeah. repeatedly and you can't stop it. And Adebayo's a great young player, but you can't – I mean, this is it was ridiculous. He got every shot at the rim. You can't – you know, I mean, where's your rotation? Where's the help? What can you do to 
stop this. Where are the adjustments? That's on Brad Stevens. That's Brad Stevens sat there and let this happen for nine minutes in the third quarter. Like you're losing the game here. And so the Celtics are a mess right now. And can they get it together in the next 32 hours? We'll see. Yeah. They got to figure some things out because Miami's like, listen, we don't think you can beat us. I don't care how much you're up. We think we can come back and beat you. And that's been the case. The Celtics dominated. They're up 60 to 43. What happens? They don't score for the last two and a half minutes of the first half. Miami cuts it to 13. 13 in the NBA is nothing. So suddenly Miami, Miami goes ham on them in the third quarter. And the Celtics won three of the four quarters yesterday. Like in the game two. I mean, they won they even won the fourth quarter and they lost the game. They're frustrated. This is, this is a similar blueprint to what we saw in the conference semifinals with the last three games between the Clippers and the Nuggets, where one team is clearly more talented or at least thinks they're more talented. The other team wins crunch time and, and ultimately wins the series. It'll be interesting to see if if we have a, a similar scenario with the Heat and the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, if they can't figure it out, if they can't continue to make the right adjustments to counteract what Miami's doing, Gary, what's the lasting effect of, of the Celtics going out in this round, whether it's, you know, however many games, four, five, six, whatever. What, what will be the fallout from, from this Celtics team not surviving this, this round of the playoffs? It would be damaging to the reputation of Brad Stevens and the organization I still think they realize that they have the talent to be a contender next year, but they got flaws. They don't have, they don't have an out of bio. They don't have, they have, you know, they don't have a center who can defend and they can throw Robert Williams out there maybe for game three. We'll see what happens there, but they need a big and they need another shooter. They need people. They need a better bench. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're running guys out there. Grant Williams, a nice player. He's a rookie. You're running Brad Watermaker out there. You're running guys out there that, quite honestly, are good, solid players, but you need a better bench. You need you can't rely so much on Tatum Brown and, and Walker. You know, let's see what happens in game three. Does Gordon Hayward come back? He could be yeah. he could be an element that can help him. At this point, if you're the Celtics, you just gotta get one game. You gotta feel better about yourselves. You gotta try to muck up the series turn it 2-1, 2-2, and then turn around and make it a best of three like Toronto did with to them, where Toronto flipped the script and suddenly it went seven. Yeah, That's your yeah. best and only hope. I don't know how they can do it. Miami's playing great now. If you're the Celtics, you've got to kind of figure, okay, is Miami due for a clunker? Are they due for a game that just, like, they are just not, don't play well? Every team has that game. We're going to find out. Miami is 10-1 in, the, in this playoffs. 10-1, they have it. The game they lost was when Middleton went crazy in the fourth quarter in overtime and kind of took it from them. So if you're the Celtics, you got to hope that Miami has a clunker and that you can sneak one and maybe try to even the series. But the Celtics got to do something to feel good about themselves and know how to finish these games. And honestly, it's like, cool, learn how to play against the zone. I mean, yeah. You know, teams play zone in AAU. They play zone in college. <laughs> like, I'm not sure why it's just so difficult. And I know Miami's long. They got long wing defenders. I get all that. You got to figure something out because you can't you can't let a pick and roll in a zone, two basic plays in basketball, you can't let that get you. You know what I mean? And that's, what, that's been the difference. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely been the difference through two games. I hope somebody is making pancakes 
uh, at that team meeting today. No practice, no availability for the Celtics today, but said they said they will have a team meeting. So it's going to stay internal after the fireworks in the postgame locker room after game two. Gary Washburn of the Boston Globe joining us here on the Hangtime Podcast. Playoffs in the bubble. G. Wash, I appreciate it. I'll see you on the circuit, man. I'm, I know you'll be out there uh, getting your, your workout on the day. You know I'm going to be on my bike, so maybe maybe the Celtics will have something resolved by then. Yeah, and stay cool. Once again, give Red his bike back, man. Give Red <laughs> his bike back, Debo. Tell your listeners about that. We're not sharing any details of what goes on in the bubble until we get that tell-all memoir when we get out of here, Gary. I'm I'm telling you. We're all going to collaborate. Got you. (laughs) Appreciate you, man. All right. Thank you. matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and out tip-off. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.